0: From coast to coast, border to border, and around the world, you're going online with Bill Alexander. Laugh and learn while you listen to a brilliant display of radio. Online Online. with Bill Alexander. Bill Alexander.
1: Hi everyone, yours truly, William Eric Alexander, all my friends call me Bill and you're online with Bill Alexander here on WMCK.FM, McKeesport, 107.5 WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington Community Radio, Mixtape Radio International, Awakens.eu, Steel FM at SteelFM.org, WWSX Radio 99.1 FM, Radio Rehoboth, Orca Radio, orcaradio.coffeecup.com. Owensburg, Kentucky, Parkway 106 in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and at italknet.com here in Brownsville. Hope everything's going fine for you on this uh, <laughs> on this Monday night, a week ago. Today, I had this guest on the program. He has been gracious enough to come back to recap last week's election on the phone light right now is John Daly. John, how are you doing this evening?
0: Bill, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Thanks for having me back. Does this mean we're not going to talk again for another four years?
1: <laughs> probably not. I mean, I, I probably around <laughs> inauguration you'll be back on again. Um, <laughs> but again, this has been a crazy week. Um, last Tuesday night, and I'll be honest with you, when I was seeing the projections come up, it was before 10 o'clock, and I said, you know what, I'm not going to deal with this because I know the mail-in balance are going to be where it's at, and I went to bed early. When I woke up the next morning, the map changed from red to blue in a lot of places, and I'm going, wait a minute, there may be a change here. So um, I was actually very happy, and my home state of Pennsylvania is the state that actually did put Biden over for the win with the 20 electoral votes. But again, it's not over yet. It's still going on because the uh, Trump administration is going to fight this until their last breath, which uh, seems to me might be coming very soon.
0: Yeah, I'm. I'm not surprised. Uh, really, at almost everything that's happened. Uh, you know, when you and I were talking last week, I I thought it was going to be 271 to 267. That was what I predicted. And you actually you were you were right about Pennsylvania. I had Pennsylvania going for Trump. I thought it would go for Trump a lot more. Wait, wait um, say that again. So
1: you said I was right. Oh my goodness. <laughs>
0: That, yes, yes, that, yes, that, yes, absolutely. That usually doesn't happen. Well, I had Pennsylvania. I had Pennsylvania going for Trump, and then one of the things you told me was you thought, from what you could see in Western PA, you, you thought that there 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 was a pretty good chance for Biden there. And really, you know the the votes that came in, especially the absentee ballots in Pittsburgh. You know, when I was seeing them coming in, and they were coming in for Biden, that was kind of like, okay, yeah, you 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 knew what you were talking about. I had a fear of things in uh, Nevada. Not going well for Biden. And it did tighten up a bit. Uh, I knew North Carolina. um, There was no way. And I live in North Carolina. And there's no way that North Carolina was going to go for Biden. Um, Georgia, Georgia, to me, was was a big surprise. And Texas, I knew when they were talking about Texas is going to flip. I was like, there's no way Texas is going to flip. Georgia surprises me. Now, you know, in two to four years, could Georgia go Democrat I would have said that. I wouldn't have predicted it this year. Right. So there were there were some surprises, but I think overall what you and I talked about last Monday, uh, right the day before the election, is, is really kind of what happened. And you know, and we, we kind of figured with the absentee ballots coming in it was gonna be it was gonna be kind of strange. Um, the other thing that did surprise me was that I, I the Republicans actually picked up more house seats yes. than I expected. Um, and that to me was a little bit of a surprise. I I don't know if it's the polling. I don't know if it's uh, the Republicans did a good job again with it could be misinformation, disinformation. Um, but the fact that they really painted the Democrats as socialists and that just scares a lot of Americans who don't understand really what's going on economically. Uh, and certainly they don't know what's going on healthcare wise as well so right. they just hear socialism anybody who leans a little bit to the left is a socialist or a communist right. so they're just you know i'm not going to vote for them. so i i think that had a lot to do with it i think there was a lot of racism involved um and um you know and you know you can you can criticize the republicans but at the same time too i they actually did a really good job as far as you know getting more members back in the house again they weren't going to take over control of the house and I really, I had fifty-one forty-nine going into last week as far as the Senate, um, Senate goes. So that's changed. Obviously, the uh, Cal Cunningham, the candidate here in the uh, um, in the Senate race, the Democrat here, kind of you know, he he had everything blow up because he had, he obviously got caught with his hand in a cookie jar, mm-hmm. to say the least. And um, and that really because he he was blowing out Tom Tillis, and that was. Uh, uh, he just he, he kind of blew that. But could it go back to 50 50? It could. I mean, it could if those two Georgia races uh, go Democrat, and there's, there's a good chance. And you and I, even before we got on the phone here, we were talking about what Stacey Abrams did yes. in Georgia. So I think she pushed a trend that, again, w- what's probably going to happen in two to four years, she pushed it. That actually happened this year. So the fact that those two races went to runoffs. Uh, is pretty good and and now are republicans going to go vote when trump's technically not on the ticket anymore and you're you're seeing the lincoln project you're seeing about five million dollars going into georgia for those two democratic candidates so um so who knows who knows if that's going to split but you may have a reaction of I, i still think there's there's closet white people who are I'm just not going to vote for a Democrat. Right. I just am I just, not going to do it because I think they're socialist. I think they're, I think they're, they, they push for black power and they're going to make me uneasy. So I, I still, I still don't know, but if if it went 50, 50, it'd be really interesting because Kamala Harris would be the president of the Senate.
1: Right. So the interesting thing is I, I'm looking at the PA map right now and the one that did not go early in Pennsylvania was Erie County, which is, mm-hmm which is just off the tip of uh, the uh, western end of New York. And that was really surprising to me because my son and I were sitting there watching election results, and I told him, I said, don't worry about it. I said, you're going to see Pittsburgh, Philadelphia, Harrisburg, and Erie go blue. Erie didn't go blue. Erie didn't Mm -hmm. go blue until Thursday, which was interesting. And what they found out is with the absentee ballots in every county, they trended, they trended Democrat. In uh, Washington yep. County, that's just south of Allegheny, um, it was close because if they would have had probably a few more thousand votes, they would have went blue in that county. But they also said what was interesting is the military um, absentee ballots were trending for Biden also. Mm -hmm. so it was was. and I don't know if this is a referendum on Trump or it was just enough people that were fed up with him that wanted to see the change but then you start going out west and you seeing Arizona which Arizona was called by Fox News and AP on was it Tuesday night which I Mm -hmm. thought was amazing and then Nevada which everybody thought Trump was going to be able to squeak by, he didn't get that one either
0: yeah he started coming back. there was actually there was the, the absentee wasn't flowing too hard towards him, or, or, or I should say too hard away from him. and um, And I, I think I was telling you, I thought there was a lot of people out there who were upset with the Democratic governor out there. so it was kind of like, you know you could kind of see that happening, um, but again, at the same time too, it wasn't a
1: runaway, no, like a lot of people were talking about. Um, and also the quote-unquote blue wall is back with uh, Minnesota, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania back in play, and also Illinois. So that mm-hmm. was something that I think Trump was really surprised because he thought he was doing good for the people in the uh, in the north-central part of the United States because... Uh, all the jobs, quote unquote, he said he brought back, which really wasn't true. But union labor actually came out and voted for Biden, which I was very surprised about. Well, I think they know they got a better chance. And I also think they know, you know, technology is going to start
0: changing. And I think, you know, with the with the covid, um, I think you're going to start seeing more manufacturing here. You're going to start seeing more things uh, happening that way Um, because we just, you know, we're not going to be giving in to China. And, you know, I don't care what anybody says, you know, Biden's not a a China guy. Uh, he's going to be fighting, uh, if anything, against them because he's going to be. It, it's not so much just the economy, but he's got he's got countries like Japan, Australia, South Korea, who have got to worry about China. Yes. And so, you've got to control them both ways, not only economically but also mil- militarily. And um, so, I I just I, I didn't. I don't I don't buy the argument and obviously labor didn't buy the argument that, you know, Joe Biden's pro China and uh, he's
1: going to give in to them and hurt the labor unions. Right. One thing I will say that I was very impressed with, and it was also very nice to see, is that when Biden came out on Tuesday night and then he spoke later in the week and then Saturday, he sounded like a president. Mm -hmm. He never talked about himself. He talked about the country, unlike Donald Trump that every other word out of his mouth is how wonderful he is. But I guess some people like that. And right now, this whole thing about the election being stolen, do you think they actually have a leg to stand on? Or do you think this is just going to, this is just his way of fighting to, uh, to his last breath and then go out without conceding? Yeah, I think it's the fighting to the last breath. I
0: don't, I don't think they have much of a chance. Could they, could they change things? So it's a little closer. Sure. Um, You know, go back to 2020 I'm sorry. Go back to 20, uh, 2000, Yeah. Uh, you know, with the Gore, uh, George W. Bush one. I mean, that was one state, and they were only separated by what was it? Maybe it was five hundred like, votes, wasn't it? A thousand votes. Yeah. Something like that. And so, but it was one state, and the way that state went, um, you know that, you know that was it, and it was it was win or lose. You're talking about five, six states here that have right. got to. He's got to switch. And in a lot of these places, there are 10,000, 20,000 votes. Yeah. And it's like, you know, I don't ever remember a, a recount changing more than maybe a couple of hundred votes.
1: Mm-hmm. I don't ever remember a recount changing 1,000 votes. Well, the governor of Wisconsin I don't, I don't... made that comment that the last time when the independent candidate asked for a recount, it was only like 120 votes. And that was split between Trump and Clinton. Um, yeah. And that was it. And he's trying to tell him, don't waste your money because it's not going to make a difference. But yeah. then again, this is Donald Trump, and he'll use the taxpayer's mon- money as much as he can before he leaves.
0: Well, and he one, he doesn't care. Two, yeah. um, you know, my concern is more, you know, what he's doing trying to stop the transition. Uh-huh. You know, they're withholding transition money. So I'm I'm a little bit more concerned about that, and I'm more concerned of what he could do internationally yes um but um but on on the other hand, you know, despite his bombast, I mean he's really been he's been loud on Twitter, but he hasn't been loud out in the public, his supporters, for the most part, you know, there hasn't been violence that I think we all thought might have happened if right. he didn't win out if, if, when he's completely gone, it, could that be a different story? you might see somebody kinda of go off the handle. Um but I, I'm I think for the most part, um, you know, people were actually pretty good this past weekend. We were in western North Carolina visiting friends uh, up in the mountains there and when it hit and so we were we were kinda of glued to the T V set and wondering, okay, what's gonna happen here? And, you know, for the most part I thought I thought the celebrations were pretty good. Granted they were a little too close for me as far as, you know, the COVID yes, COVID. Goes, but uh but um, but for the most part, I'm, um, you know, you know, we had these fears of, you know, the militias, the violence uh, of, of the Trump supporters and stuff like that. But it didn't that didn't really didn't happen. I mean, it was kind of um, it was you know, not I wouldn't say uneventful, but I would say it wasn't it, it could have been things could have been a lot worse. I right. could have seen a lot of problems. Um, and then the other thing is, is and you know, and you know, we talked about this too. I thought for sure, at some point, there was going to be some international incident, and we don't seem to have had. You know, I don't think Iran, I don't think Russia, I don't think China, I don't think, I don't think they did it. I think they did stuff on the propaganda and the messaging side, but they, I don't, they didn't get in and change votes. At least it doesn't appear to be that way, right? Um, so, you know, everything seemed kind of on the up and up, despite being a pandemic and, and the way they took the votes in and the way people, I think the way a lot of the American people really took the time to make sure that the votes were correctly in there. You shaded in the box, you didn't put an X or something like that. Um, and then I, I think the workers, uh, the election workers, you know, the people who ran these election offices in these States and in these counties, man, they were diligent. They were really diligent to make sure that, you know, you didn't pull any punches and everything was, you know, by the, by the word, by the, by the book. And, um, you know, the guy out in, uh, out in Vegas, the Clark County guy, uh, who I, I didn't deal with when I was out there. He wasn't there at the time, but, uh, he was like, look, we're going to go slow. Yes. We're going to make sure we get it right. We're not going to go fast. And I'm like, and a lot of people were criticizing him. And I said, you know what? I, I, I think the way the guy's doing it, I think it makes sense. He's just taking control, and he's he's going to take responsibility for it. So, now I think there was there was a lot of good things. I think that 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 came out of this. Um, it, it, is the result of it going to be good for us down the road? I, I don't know. I think we're we're going to have a lot of stalemate and a lot of. Uh, you know, a lot of not things happening that need to be done desperately well, while we're in this pandemic and while the economy is, is probably going to start floundering even more so.
1: One thing that I did hear this week, and um, and this is, again, the talking heads, they were talking about Biden and the Senate, that there's in some ways that Biden may not want a full Democratic Senate because he would have to play to that, that progressive left Role. This way, if there are yep. conservatives in there or moderates, they are going to at least be able to work with his agenda and he's able to reach across mm-hmm. the aisle because that's one thing Joe Biden's done. He is able to work with people for the most part. And and I think after listening to that one, that makes a lot of sense because he is the most centrist Democrat I've seen in a long time who's able to walk that line straight enough without falling off to either side. Now, the progressives are not going to be happy with that, but I think eventually in the next two years, the country may not be thrilled, but they'll be okay with it. And we haven't had a president that anybody's been okay with in quite a while.
0: I I would agree with you, and I I do think that 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 is a possibility. Um, I think there are, well, and again, a lot of it's going to be trump's um effect out of office um you know if he's once he's out of office i mean i I, you know they keep saying he's going to come back he'll run the next four years and he'll win again now he ain't grover cleveland um (laughs) i but what effect will he have uh, of his bombast so you know he's he's definitely going to either create trump tv yes he's going to either join newsmax or he's going to join oan um or he's gonna take over for Rush. I heard that. I'm going, um, you
1: gotta be kidding me. I mean well, I, I, can, c- I can see it because that's what he wants to do. That's what he likes doing. But I can't see anybody listening to him for that long. At least Rush has some type of personality. Um but Trump I don't think he'll agree with anybody. Um I th- but it, it's not so much that he doesn't make sense now, yeah, that's when people true. come out and
0: droves. <laughs> that's true too, I mean, he's just you're he, right, he, you know, so you know he's there, he's a showman, I mean he's yeah. there, you know, putting on a putting on a show, it's kind of you know well, it's absurd, at, maybe at he
1: should times, but maybe he should just have his own circus and be the next P.T. Barnum. I mean, because that's what I'm (laughs) saying. He has been. Yeah. (laughs) Because, and and the whole Rush Limbaugh thing, we actually have a connection with him here in McKeesport, PA, because he started at 1360 Wixie in McKeesport um, in the 1960s. And he was known known as Jeff Christie. And the guy left here, uh, I mean, he has one of the most... Uh, stained reputation you could possibly think of in broadcasting, but doggone it, he found something he could talk about, and he's been doing it for the last forty years. Yeah. So it's it's just it's just amazing. Yeah, he, well, he hit at the right time yeah. when the <clears throat> the
0: fairness doctrine went out, uh, as far as the FCC was concerned. And uh, but uh, but b- back to your other point, though, is that uh, about this may help Biden. Yes. Um, if Trump does not have the sway even out of office if he doesn't have the sway against these republicans to cause their voters or their supporters to go up against them i think there is probably a core of republican senators and i'm i'm gonna guess susan collins might be because she probably got a little scared about what happened uh in this election um i think mitt romney uh i think pat toomey um there, there could be a few others who are like, you know, what? I really don't want to deal with this knucklehead. But at the same time, too, if I can get some stuff in there, because I do think, I do think the majority of them want to have a stimulus package. Yes. Right? I do think they, you know, they know we're going to need one at least over the next three months until March or so. Yeah, and here- and so I think they're going. I think I think you're right. I th- I think it's a good point that. Uh, You know, Biden may, you know, Biden may have to say to the AOCs, hey, look, I've got to reach across the aisle if we're going to get any of this stuff done. So we've got to concede a little bit. So there may be good horse trading there and it may turn out to be really good. And again, it could be, you know, maybe a lot of the voters who voted against Trump but voted for their Republican congressman or senator may have had, you know, okay, hey, listen, you know what? I don't you know, I don't like Trump, but at the same time, too. I don't want runaway socialism. Can we get something in the middle here? Yep. So maybe they're forcing it, forcing them to compromise.
1: And I know in PA, Toomey has said he's not running for reelection. So right. I can see him actually, maybe he may be the hand across the aisle to get something done because of how bad PA has been hurt. But again, <laughs> just looking at it, when you look at the senators that got back in, I am amazed that Lindsey Graham got back in. I'm kind of um, amazed that uh, Mitch McConnell's back because I actually thought McConnell would have would. I mean, I can't imagine anybody voting for him, but I don't live in Kentucky. So (laughs) I get that.
0: And and, you know what? I I tell the great story of because I lived in Nevada when Harry Reid in 2010 was challenged by. And I can't even remember the woman was. And she was a horrible candidate. And the polls kept showing him down four and five percent. Even going into the day before, Harry Reid won by 4 or 5%. So I'm going like, how do the polls change 10 points in a day? It doesn't make any sense. So either the pollsters were getting it wrong or people were just like, I'm voting for Harry even though right. I'm, you know, i I got to bite my tongue. I don't really like him. And a lot of people did not like Harry by any means, even though he was politically brilliant. And everybody kept telling me in South Carolina, have you seen the numbers? Jamie Harrison is going to kill him and all the numbers are coming out that he's you know he's up 2 or 3% in South Carolina and I said there is no way Jamie Harrison is going to beat Lindsey Graham there yeah. is absolutely no way and they go why I said because it's South Carolina yes I said don't believe any of that and then you know he loses by what by 8 or 10 mm. after raising you know a record amount of a record amount of money so there was no way that was going to happen I also looked at Kentucky and I said, there is absolutely no way Mitch McConnell's is going to lose. He's a Harry Reid type. He's just on the flip side of it. Yes. And the woman, and I'm, I, I think uh, McGrath was her name, uh, she ran a race against, uh, and I'm trying to think, two years ago she ran against. And she should have crushed this person. And she got she got her hmm. butt handed to her. And I there was just no way Kentucky is going to vote, is going to vote her in or vote mitch mcconnell and uh, you know to me that was kind of like i was like no that's just that's just not going to happen and then you know john cornyn's going to lose and texas is going to flip for trump no no. there's no way that's going to happen maybe in four years but you know not now so i mean those to me I, i looked at those and just said nah that's that's just ridiculous that's
1: that's pipe dreams what i did get wrong was the georgia thing i did get the georgia thing wrong (laughs) what i do think is interesting and i don't know if you caught this too that right after it looked like biden was going to be president-elect lindsey graham came out and said that he was willing to work with him and then two days later he said that he would that trump had every right in the world to fight this and i'm going who got a hold of lindsey to make him change his tune because (laughs) beginning because him and joe have worked together for years And then all of a sudden, no, this is Trump's election. Now, the other thing that I find really interesting is that debacle of a press conference on Saturday at the Four Seasons Landscaping Company, which was just downright weird.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, one, weird. Uh, Two, you know, you can't write this stuff. No. Uh, Three, it's kind of... It's kind of the reason why I, I, I don't think Trump has too much to stand on. I do agree with Lindsay in that if he you know, if he wants to appeal the close ones, I you know, I think he has a right to do that. And I think it would be better for everybody to if he does appeal it and it goes to court or goes to a recount, and then we know. We got it settled. I think it's fine. But the other thing is and, and what you're talking about with that with the Rudy Giuliani thing at the so called four seasons, that was so ridiculous was the fact that if if Trump and his administration were smart, they would have gone and they would have hired George W. Bush's um, lawyers who worked on the 2000 campaign yes. and went to the Supreme Court. They would have had that in place right now. In, instead, they don't. They don't have anything in place. And so the insurmountable odds of trying to overturn six or seven states when you've got 10,000 votes Instead of, you know, a thousand votes in one state that determines it uh, and then not to be prepared at all with a good team that's done this before. Yeah. And, and that just showed, you know, you got Rudy out there doing it. It's kind of like what, you got Rudy Giuliani out there. Come on.
1: I mean, it's just,
0: you know, it just it just adds well, fuel to the fire of, you know, incompetence.
1: But if you look at who Trump has put around him for the last four year four years, they are incompetent in a lot of ways. Because when Bush fought his, he had Baker standing right next to him, and Baker organized his whole his whole campaign basically, and he actually orchestrated what happened in Florida. Because they mm-hmm. they they let Gore pick and choose whatever counties he wanted them to recount in. He should have said they wanted the whole state canvas, but no, he thought he was going to win in certain counties, and it backfired on him. So, again, looking at it, but the other thing, the other argument I had, and I had this with somebody yesterday, they said, well, it's all been fixed. I said, if it's fixed and they start overturning ballots, you're going to lose senators and representatives that the Republicans won. Because if there is, I mean, this is going to affect every down ballot race in some way, shape or form, and they don't understand this.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I would agree with you. I mean, the fact that, you know, uh, the fact that the Senate and the House were, were pickups for Republicans, um, there was there was you know ballot splitting there.
1: Yeah, and if they and if they throw them out the way they want to, I'm going. That's going to come. That's going to really affect them. And I know a lot of here in Pennsylvania, um, even our local races for uh, state rep and state senate, um, they came down. They came down close. The one that really shocked everybody was Connor Lamb. Um, out of the Pittsburgh area, who almost lost mm-hmm. to Sean Parnell, which was yeah. like, "Wait a minute, this this isn't supposed to happen." But the mail-in balance is what carried him over. Now, yeah. did, did, were you part of "quote unquote" Sharpie Gate?
0: As far as did I use a Sharpie? Did you me? use a Sharpie? No, I used I used a pen. I I... Used a, what was nice about North Carolina here? They actually they actually handed you pens that had covers on them.
1: Our ours handed us sharpies. Wow. And, well, the best part is um, because I know people in local government, especially in in the county that I'm in, um, talk to him about it, and he says, "No, I'll show you the I'll show you the letter from the company. They recommend us using sharpies because sharpies dry faster." And I went, "Okay, I'll buy that because then if they were overturned, and that's the other thing, Sharpiegate." Well, okay, so. If you're going to throw out the Democrats' votes, you're going to have to throw out the Republican votes, too, that use Sharpie. So there is no winning this situation. But, yes, I I used a Sharpie. I felt so privileged that I was part of Sharpiegate there for a few moments, (laughs) because I've never been a part of a gate before. So it was uh, kind of interesting. Well, I'm glad I know you, so I can talk about you that way, But I, I thought it was interesting. But anyhow, you're listening to Online with Bill Alexander here at WMCK.FM, McKeesport, 107.5 WLDJ Newcastle, 1620 AM Huntington Community Radio, Mixtape Radio International, Steel FM at SteelFM.org, Radio Rehoboth at RadioRehoboth.com, Orca Radio in or- uh, Owensburg, Kentucky, Parkway 106 in Pittsburgh, PA, and of course, streaming online at iTalkNet. Um, The other thing that I thought was interesting, too, is because they were so focused on Pennsylvania, the country got to meet our lieutenant governor, John Fetterman, which was which all of a sudden there's these people that that start liking this guy. And we're Mm -hmm. and me being one of them, we're hoping that he actually does run for governor because Wolf is at the end of his term at the end of his term here real soon. And Fetterman's only been lieutenant governor for the last two years, or thereabouts. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, he, he is an interesting character. And I guess uh, the news media, the the CNNs of the world and the MSNBCs of the world liked him a lot because he was very accessible and he's very down-to-earth. He is not someone you would think of that would be in politics. He looks more like he should be on the back of a motorcycle in a leather, leather jacket. <laughs> That's what I'm
0: saying. He, he was, he was so uh, tele telegenic. I mean, oh, he, yeah. he, was, he was the perfect choice to get up there. Yeah.
1: And his wife is actually a, um, was a, uh, one of the DACA. Brazilian. Yeah, she's Brazilian, but she came over and she was, um, she came over legally. And she became, she was a, basically a DACA, and then she uh, is now a citizen. Her mother just recently got her citizenship papers within the last six months, and her mother was able to vote. But that's what the American dream is: being able to do this and being a part of the system and not being removed from the system. Now, the other thing that I give Biden credit for, and he's he's acting like he's president today. He had, he did the whole thing about COVID. And everything else. And the big news of the day was the vaccine that I guess Pfizer came out with that they believe is 99% um, or 90% cure rate on it, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But Trump did his two or three tweets about it. But Biden didn't miss a step. He was still talking to these people. He said, if we're able to get the the vaccine out there, this is who it needs to go to first, frontline workers, and then we go from here. And I'm going, "Okay, he's not pulling any punches, but he's also not not trying to make anybody upset. So he's walking that fine line right now, and I think it's actually going to work for him.
0: I think it is, too. And I think a lot of people are just are tired from what we've had to go through over the last what almost four years now, and um, I think he's doing the right thing, and things are kind of breaking the right way. Yeah, uh, the fact that you know Pfizer called him, yes. and notified him about it, mm-hmm. which I thought was kind of interesting. And then I think there's also um, Eli Lilly um, actually is uh, going through some pretty good testing and some effectiveness uh, for an antibody treatment. Um. So it's it's that's something to fight mild and moderate cases of COVID. So there's there's actually some pretty good news here, and I gotta think. You know, I was predicting originally. I thought October, this past October, we would have come up with a vaccine. I thought I thought the technology was going to be fast enough, or they were speeded up. But you know, March March seems like it makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, could there be some hitches in what Pfizer's doing? Yeah, possibly. Um, but. Um, um i think yeah i think there's there is some there's some positive signs and again i think if you know if biden can get you know whether it's you can get the full congress to put some money back into people's pockets so they can just stay home for a little bit just stay home you're going to be taken care of right going to be taken care of um and then the vaccine comes you know do we return to normalcy you know i've talked to a lot of my friends who are big sports fans and they're you know what they're concerned about was and and there was some talk that the nfl was going to go into a bubble for the last eight weeks of the season as it turns out they're not but the nfl's really concerned yes uh, about what's happening um and the nfl doesn't ha- didn't have any backup plans um the national hockey league is really trying to figure out what to do because they've they're going to push their schedule back you know to sometime in the spring but what if americans can't go to canada well you're probably just going to have the canadian teams playing on their own and you're going to have you know maybe the east coast teams and the west coast teams in the u.s playing on their own and then the stanley cup is going to be in a bubble again yes and they're going to have to do that so um there's there's a lot of concern about you know where the normalcy of life is going to go back and um you know, we just we just don't know yet. And my my concern is is with, you know, there's just going to be a lot of people who, you know, if we don't do something, if we don't get money in their pockets, and I'm I'm a fiscal conservative, but it's like the hell with the fiscal conservancy. Let's let's put money in people's pockets so they can live and they can spend money and they can help businesses uh, to keep going. And uh, you know, I think we're we're moving to, you know, we're getting more used to what this lifestyle is, even though, you know, you and I were talking about the, the Notre Dame Clemson game. We were also talking about the, uh, you know, about the, about the celebrations, about the Biden celebrations. And it's like, you know, are people that stupid? And I'm going like, well, I went to, I had to go to home uh, office depot. Today. I had to go get something done for work. And as I'm walking into the store, I'm going like, I forgot my mask. Yes, I had to go all the way back to the car. And so, you know, are we totally into this yet? No, but I think we're beginning to. And I, I do think what's going to happen. I don't think Biden's going to close everything down, but I think there's going to be requirements. You have to wear a mask, right? And that's just that's just the bottom line. Um, and I think we're going to slowly get used to it. I think, I, I think COVID or this pandemic, this virus stuff. Even if it's even if they get rid of COVID, there's going to be another virus that we're going to have to battle. So I think we're, we, we we got to get used to this stuff. And I think if we get used to this, yet at the same time, too, being able to keep the economy going, um, you know, I, I think it's a normal we're going to return to, but it, it, it might take a while. And that's – we're not going to get that with Donald Trump in there. No. With Joe Biden, at least we're going to get – you know, and it's not going to be him doing dictates. It's going to be him bringing experts in. Yes. It's going to be him bringing people in who know how to work with other people. And, um, so I do, I do think that there is a sigh of relief. Um, as far it's funny, I went, I I had a chance to work out in, in a gym today. And I remember I said to my wife, oh my God, I just feel so good. I said, I think it's because I got to do the weightlifting. I could really expand my back and chest and I hadn't been able to do it because I'm hanging over a computer.
1: And she says, no, she goes, you have a relief because of what happened Saturday. See, my wife, (laughs) my wife said the same thing because it was like a weight was lifted off your chest that there was hope. And I know that was the last administration, but there was hope back in because now we can see a change and we don't have to have all this, this vitriol that was going on. I mean, I will be impressed. I am impressed right now, but a lot of people in this area that had Trump flags and Trump signs, they took them down. They're Mm -hmm. gone because they realize that, um, that that there's no reason to keep this thing going. At least that's what I'm hoping. But again, that could all change whenever the inauguration happens, Um, which will be interesting, which I heard uh, Fox News, which I actually started watching them the other night, and I'm going, I can actually stomach some of this now because it's it's not the hate (laughs) speech they were doing before. And the one woman goes, well, I hate to be at the inauguration because they're going to have to be dancing in six-foot circles. I'm going... Or the balls. I'm going, really, that's what we're worried about is the inauguration balls? I mean, we do know one thing. His inauguration will not be as big as Donald Trump's, so Trump should be happy about that. <laughs> uh, but <laughs> Well, and that's true. And that's true. And I think um
0: I do think Fox is is either reading the you know, the handwriting on the wall and uh, and also what the audience is and I think they're beginning to realize, okay, we're going to have to, you know, we can't just go to this hard, hard right or this hard Trump audience anymore, since um, that's what's happening. But at the same time, too, I do think that there's, you know, there's a lot of people that are still, I
1: mean, I mean, Trump still did get about forty six, forty yeah. seven percent of the vote. Do you? And I know this won't happen by next election, but I, I see the handwriting on the wall. Do you actually? think the electoral college will be redevised in some other way or it'll be eliminated totally well
0: i don't i don't think that, i don't think the republicans will allow it so you know if we're 50 50 in the senate i can't see a constitutional uh change or a constitutional convention change i don't see it happening and, and the one reason i don't see it happening is because um it really gives uh it really gives the republicans uh, a little bit of an extra advantage right um because of all those small western states that you know carry votes uh, like i said i you know i i joke with people i said you know we should take three of the states and call it Moncota <laughs> and just you know give them two senators that's all it should be and uh, you know and then at the same time too take vermont and take vermont and new hampshire and put them together yeah. i mean vermont's po- population is really low too so I, I don't see it happening. Uh, I do see it happening maybe maybe in about eight years. Okay. Um, I'm I'm guessing by 2028. Um, and if you start looking at a lot of trends, and I there's a there's a great book out there called the uh, the uh, storm before the calm. It's written by a guy by the name of George Friedman, and um, and he's a he's you know, not not a futurist, but he's 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 a uh, geopolitical analyst. And he he looks ahead to the future, and he was talking. And before the pandemic, he was saying that you know we're about to hit some really tough times, and a lot of it has to do with the um with the demographics, the fact that the baby boomers are really no longer controlling the market; they're just sitting there waiting and taking their Medicare and their Social Security, um, and then technology technology is taking away jobs or it's taking away salaries yes even if the jobs are there and so we're relying on those younger people to foot the bill for the older people who haven't paid in everything that they're that they're going to use so the younger people are doing it and yet at the same time too you're you're putting a lot of debt on top of them without giving them a chance to make a ton of money and so you're getting the income inequality so he was talking about that and he said what's got to happen is we've got to have a new technology that comes in. He's saying that the end of this the cycle is like, you know, 19 I'm sorry, 2020 2024 and 2028, which is very similar to 1980. And at 1980 was kind of the end of the cycle It started at the beginning of the depression with FDR and it ended with Jimmy Carter and then when Ronald Reagan got in there things changed and then you, you, and you remember how how horrible yes. the economy was in oh, the late gosh, 70s. Yes. Um, and then, you know, not that Reagan turned it around dramatically, but eventually it did. And what what it led to was, was the Bill Clinton economy. And Bill Clinton, you know, Clinton was just smart enough not to get in the way of what the trend was. So he allowed a lot of the conservative stuff and, and a lot of the right-wing stuff that actually helped economically. And the reason why it worked then was because baby boomers – we're, we're, we're in the midst of the workforce, and it wasn't like we were taking care of a lot of retirees. There was like four baby boomers taking care of one retiree. Right now there are four baby boomers, and there's one worker who's taking care of them, you know, 20, 25 years later after the 1990s. But what he what he was saying was is that, you know, what Reagan started or what started at, at the Reagan era is 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 kind of what's going to start – maybe in 24 or 28, 2024 or 2020, uh, 2028, when we're, we're going to, you're going to see the baby boomers dying off. They won't be as big effect or as big of a drag on the economy. And you're going to start seeing newer technologies coming in. We don't know what those technologies are, but they're going to change things. And I think, you know, after reading all of his stuff and some other stuff by a guy by the name of Peter Zaihan, who, <clears throat> who's written some really good stuff, too, and they kind of agree on a lot of different things, or at least they coincide. This pandemic has just sped that up. And that's all it's done. And it's, it's, it's made the, what, you know, what we're going through right now, it's exposed how bad our health care is. Yes. Exposed how bad income inequality is. Um, And I, I've said to people, and I think, in fact, I think we talked about it last week. I think um, Trump, if there was no pandemic, Trump would have waltzed into a second term, but because the pandemic was there and he botched it so badly, that's why he lost that's that's the only reason why he lost as far as i'm concerned granted he yeah i mean he's an idiot he's a liar and he, he comes across like a bumbling fool that just added to all the problems that were going on but i think in in answer to your question i i think in in about in a in four to eight years, you will start seeing changes that we're going to look back at the Constitution and we're going to say, you know, our founding fathers allowed us to change things here, and we haven't really done anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we've got, we've got the Supreme Court that's, you know, following the exact language of, of the Constitution. It's like, no, no, it's a, it's a living, breathing document. And it was supposed to be changed, and it was supposed to adapt to the times and i think that we're we're finally going to get into that because i just i just think the stalemate we're in now and just the polarization that we have here is just is so it's just so ridiculous and it makes no sense and and i keep i keep going back i keep telling people i said if you want to blame someone you blame barack obama and john boehner because they had a solution in 2012 called the simpson bowles plan if they had enacted that instead of shelving it we would not have had Donald Trump and all the crap that we're dealing with right now. We would have had a system that would have made everybody do some sacrifice. It would have, it would have put a big infrastructure um, spending program in. It would have given more people money so that they could at least live a life so that, you know, they were above the poverty line. It had so many things in there. If you read the plan and they shelved it and it's like, it, it's like a head slapping thing. And, and, I think that's eventually what we're going to get back to, and it's going to take a little while, and there's going to be new technologies on the horizon that are going to change. I think, you know, if you and I talk in four more years, and, and then we listen to the recording of what we're talking about here, we're going to go, <laughs> can you imagine it? It's so yeah. different now. Yeah, and it, it's And that's just the way it's going to be, and I think we're going to start seeing it. I'm, I think it's, what's good is, and I'm a baby boomer, so I'm, I'm saying this against my own type. The more us baby boomers die and we have less control,
1: the better. Yeah. I'm just a few years past that, but one thing I think that, that and I and I don't know if it's the news organization's responsibility or what, but I think before they start talking about the election, they need to start showing the United States, the people of the United States, what population is in each state. Because when you look at the map, and I'm looking at it right now, you feel that there's all these people, there's these equal amount of people in Wyoming as there are in Arizona or there's the, cause they're the same shape. They're the same size. Mm-hmm. PA shouldn't have that many people in it because look at how big Oregon is. And the people yep. don't understand that the reason those States are so big are not because of population. It's because of landmass. And there was mm-hmm. a map that was going around the end of last week that showed where all the votes came from. And if you yep. looked at the map, it was the majority of it in metropolitan areas were blue compared to red and i think that's and red
0: what, uh, and red dominated the whole map so people look at yeah. it and go oh my god it's 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 a gop wave well, right. no
1: it's no. not
0: because that's unpopulated
1: areas yeah and they don't understand that and then and then you look at it and go on, wait a minute now the other thing i thought was funny is there were there were people on the internet like for example put up Um, the population of georgia well they didn't have georgia in the united states they had georgia and russia and there's two different (laughs) numbers or they were putting up washington and they were trying to say no this is the population of washington dc and they were giving us the population of washington the state and the best one i oh yeah people are the best one i saw and i was going through it tonight is they don't understand why delaware's numbers were being counted in pennsylvania they didn't read the word Delaware County County, yeah. because people don't listen. They just assume things because if it sounds right. I mean, you can go up. I, I live in Fayette County in Pennsylvania. There is a Fayette County in West Virginia. There is a Fayette County in Kentucky in Tennessee. I mm-hmm. can go all through it and show you every Fayette County and I can guarantee yep. you those populations are different. One thing around here, I live in Brownsville, Pennsylvania. I live in a small town. Well, when things come up and if you're not paying attention and there's an incident going on in Brownsville, Texas, there are people that think it's happening here. It's not. (laughs) And that's the funny thing about this, because people are so worried about what they're reading on Facebook or on social media that they don't take time to look into it, and that's when they start perpetuating these lies or these these uh, these miss these missed opportunities to share this information with people, and that's one of the things I think that's one of the reasons why I think Trump won in, in twenty sixteen, is because it was fitting whatever agenda you may have had, and he was the one filling it for you. So, but yeah, you know, and I think I think you're right, and I think that's where you know people kept saying, well, you know,
0: the Russians didn't change votes. No, they didn't, but they changed minds by yes. by infiltrating social media. With a with a lot of gobbledygook that uh, infuriated people, and that infuriated them to be pro-Trump uh, against Hillary. And I do think that that's still happening. And you're right; I do think the media sometimes does that. And you know, I think the I think the conservatives have done a good job of of really denigrating the media to the point where um and i you know this is good, this is going to sound kind of nasty against you know tv news reporters who are out there in local tv stations but you know a lot of them don't have the experience and they're forced to do so many different right. things go out and shoot the story go out and report the story go pack and edit the story then get the story on the air and then go write it for the website yes and you know when i was a reporter and you know, i was you know i was an investigative reporter I had a photographer with me all the time, and so I didn't have to carry the camera. I, you know, I got to go out and do my reporting stuff, and the photographer, you know, was with me doing different things. Um, and you just you don't have it now. And the reason is is because television news just doesn't make that much money no. anymore.
1: And uh, and they're having the way so they're having the reporter do their own. They're doing their own video. They're doing their own video, interviews, and a lot of the stuff. I hate to say this is being shot on iPhones in a lot of yeah. cases because they're able to do it. So, yeah, yeah. you're you're right. It, it it is. It does come down to it does come down to the local media. And I was talking to someone last week who's a Trump supporter and they were talking about one of the conspiracies and I said, "Where did you hear it at?" They said, "I heard it on the news." I said, "Wait a minute. A week ago you told me the news was fake and now you're believing it?" I said, "You can't have it both ways. It either is or it mm-hmm. isn't." And that's the other thing they didn't understand because they were picking and choosing. I mean, I get it. I mean, there has been things that have been misreported. And it may not be the facts are wrong. It's just the bias or the slant that the story has been given that people assume things. And that's what I'm hoping we get back to now that this is gone, that we can actually start looking at news the way news was looked at 10 years ago or even 20 years ago. And start looking at news as factual information and not opinion. And I don't know if that's going to ever happen.
0: I, my, my concern is is that it's 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 the money's not there to make it happen. And what we need is you know we should be making news nonprofit. So okay. when it's for profit, it becomes entertainment. Because you're getting eyeballs, agreed. So your so your 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 goal is is to get as many people to watch. It's not to inform or educate or warn, and so as a result of that, it's it's the wrong purpose. It's like healthcare, you know. Healthcare, you know, how do you got to make money in healthcare? You got to make money in healthcare. Okay, you make money in healthcare. How do you make money in healthcare? By making people not healthy. So you're you're defeating the whole purpose of healthcare. The way. The healthcare industry makes money is to keep you sick and alive. So you have a lifetime of treatment as opposed to if, if you did proper primary care, nine out of ten things that ail us as a country could be cured or controlled by lifestyle changes, simply by diet, exercise, good sleep, psychologically, you know, getting rid of stress. You would get rid of so many different things. And, and the news media is the exact same way. Uh, unfortunately, on television, television's an entertainment medium. That's yes. how they make their money, by entertaining you. So what I always try to tell people is, you know, you've got to read the New York Times, you've got to read the Wall Street Journal, you've got to read the Washington Post, pick up The Economist. If you read those four publications and you and you get them, you, you put them on a Twitter feed so that when the articles come up, you can just read it, read it, read it, you can do it for 15 minutes a day, you'll be more informed than anybody else, and you'll be more informed than watching three hours of of, of cable news. Yes, um, you've got to start reading the newspapers, and the big newspapers are going to bring it to you. The problem is, is that the local newspapers are dying, and so you're losing that journalism, you know, in the county, in the city there, and uh, that's that's the hard part. So, I'm I'm not I'm not real. I'm not optimistic about the news business yeah. as far as being more wide range. Uh, I do think you're going to start finding, uh, you're going to start seeing uh, a lot of places. Uh, you know, you're going to get newsletters, so you're going to get some journalists who are going to be creating newsletters for communities uh, and stuff like that. That's that I th- that I think it's going to change things and it's going to be delivered to your, you know, to your email every morning. Uh, will it be hard hitting journalism? I don't know. It might be more kind of Chamber of Commerce news. But um, so my my fear is that news is kind of being cut out because it's either gone, one, to entertainment or, two, if it is news,
1: there's just not advertising dollars to support no. really good journalism. No. And the newspaper I have in my area, which it's amazing it's still alive, It has got, the paper has literally gotten smaller and smaller and smaller. Mm-hmm. It is 70% yeah. ads. news, and most of that news is being pulled off the Associated Press. There is very few local reporters. The bad thing about it is the newspaper for Sunday was put to bed the previous Wednesday. So Sunday's (laughs) newspaper said election is still up in the air, votes are being counted. Saturday, what happened? Biden was announced as a winner. The newspaper is five days old. That's not news. That's history. And that's the bad part about it. And you're right. They don't have the money. And if they do have the money, they're putting their own political slant in the newspaper. For example, the Post-Gazette, for the first time since 1972, which made big news this last week, endorsed President Trump. The last president they endorsed didn't it was republican they
0: had, didn't they do biden
1: no they did trump because oh, it was trump okay All right. because the block family who has owned the paper now is controlled in the the one of the sons or nephews or whatever is in control of the editorial page and he put his own political belief out there the last time they picked a republican was nixon and we saw how good that went So Mm -hmm. it it, it is just it's just one of those things. And and the city of Pittsburgh, who have kept this newspaper alive because they've gone through strikes, they've gone through um, everything, has basically railed against the newspaper for what they did. And now they're talking about laying off more reporters. They've gone through a wave of layoffs every so many years that I'm amazed Mm -hmm. there's someone to turn the lights out at the end of the day because of how bad it is.
0: And that, and I think that's what's going to happen. That's what I'm saying. I think you're going to you're going to see going to newsletters where it's going to be, you know, you've got, uh, you know, you're going to have only four or five reporters. They're going to be doing everything from, you know, from their house, making phone calls, and you know, and and using their iPhones. Yes, that's where they're they're going to sh- start shooting off. That if only they knew somebody that could teach them how to shoot off an iPhone, <laughs> to shoot a whole TV show. You know, we should do something on that. We should try to find someone. I
1: I, I think I think you might be right on that. <laughs> <laughs> if you want to plug your website, go ahead and plug it now.
0: <laughs> well, it's a show. It's called Undercover Jet yeah. You go to com slash Undercover Jet travel, food, wine, and golf, all shot off the iPhone.
1: And also what you're doing with News TV, too.
0: Yeah, N-O-O-Z dot TV. That's right. We are... Uh, it's a citizen journalism site, and I'm part of it, and uh, literally training people on how to be journalists and how to do it off your iPhone.
1: And how is that going, by the way? I forgot to ask you that last week. Um, it's actually, it's, it's
0: moving along, and uh, because of the exact same things you and I are talking about, um, there uh, there appears to be a lot more openings. Um, the the uh, news will not only be a, a video service, but it will also be kind of a Yelp Type page. Oh, okay. Uh, And then we're also making headway into a lot of the cable TV companies, and so we may actually be doing shows and newscasts there. Um, We've just got a studio in Wilmington, North Carolina. So I'm probably jumping the gun and telling everybody this because it's kind of it's 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 about ready to happen. That's great. uh, But if they go to if they go to news n o o z dot tv. Uh, you'll see some of the pieces that I've done. In fact, we were just up in Asheville, we were doing a whole thing on why people are moving to Asheville, so you'll see some uh some pieces on that.
1: That is that is great because I think I think um a lot of people thought about doing something like that, but you're the only one I've actually seen put it um put it down on uh, I hate to use the word paper, but you've actually done it. Um because I think there's a lot of people out there with great ideas, they just don't understand how to actually make it happen. And it's about time that we start seeing stuff like this.
0: Well, and in some respects, the pandemic's actually pushing it. Is actually making it, uh, making it more happen. Uh, in fact, it's, it's, it's fascinating. Today, I was telling you, I was at the office depot, and I went, and the I had to, to pay to get the whatever the quick service was they they were doing for me, and the guy goes, "Hey, you're the news guy, the N O O Z guy," and I'm going like, "You actually watch?" He goes, "Yeah, hey, I'm watching it all the time." So that's it's great. Like, Okay. It was kind of like when I was on, you know, national television and I'd, you know, I'd walk into a place in, you know, in Ireland and people would know who I was. It's like, okay, people know me now from news. So, uh, so it is getting out there. But, uh, yeah, yeah, if anybody gets a chance to take a look. And we're also looking for newscasters. You don't have to necessarily be an accomplished one. If you know how to shoot off the phone and you can tell a good story, you know,
1: you can join news and make money. Well, John, I appreciate it. Thank you for coming back on such short notice. It was enjoyable and informational. Um, it, it, this is going to be in a very interesting transition here in the next few weeks or months.
0: Yeah, I think it. Is. I think it's going to be more months more than anything else. Yeah. and uh, there's some different crazy trends, and uh, I'll keep up on them. I got a lot of different books I'm reading. So anytime you want
1: me back, Bill, you need me. I'm I'm here for a pinch. Just don't make it four more years. <laughs> I won't, I promise. John, thank you very much. I really appreciate it. You have a great night. Thanks, Bill. You too. Yeah, bye-bye. John Daly, here on online with Bill Alexander tonight. Thank him again for coming on such short notice because I got a hold of him yesterday and said we need to do a recap of the election. And and he was able to make it. But that's going to wrap it up. Here's truly Bill Alexander. Back in next week here online with yours truly, Bill Alexander.
0: This has been a million dollar baby production. For more information, go to italknet.com.
1: Okay, round 2. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club.
0: Computer solitaire, huh?
1: Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino.